No, wait, you call them ant hills? I've always grown up calling it an ant pile. I guess it's just a pile of dirt, but a hill makes a lot more sense because an ant pile makes it sound like it's a pile of ants, <laughs> but it's referring to the dirt. Welcome back to Tangentland. I'm your host, Brendan Lorello, and I have with me today a extremely, very, very extremely special guest and i've never said it i've never said those words in that way for a guest before so that's how you know that i have a guest on and her name is caroline everyone please as you always do put your hands together in your respective spaces for caroline oh stop it guys seriously seriously means a lot hey (laughs) they have really good claps really good yeah there's some of the best claps for any podcast out there uh, Caroline is in the Austin area, and she does improv, which is short for improvisation, which is short for improvisational, which is short for improvisational comedy. Maybe yes, I love that. And yes. she has a uh, a little improv group that she lives and performs with. They live, breathe, and sweat improv. Is that too much TMI? Too much info? No, 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 no. I think I think you could have even taken it a step further. Tell us, please, the name of your group and what kind of... Yes. I'm a part of a group called Egg Party. So I have five roommates and we all live together in a big house in Austin. And we started off on TikTok doing sketch comedy. Um, and from there have kind of taken that that brand and we do live shows around Austin. Um, and we're hoping to to actually maybe tour. We're working on a sketch show right now, and we may go to a couple different cities with that, depending on how that goes. I love the drive. I love the passion. I feel it. Thanks, Brendan. I am miles and miles and possibly even kilometers away from you. Possibly kilometers, but yeah. who's not to quite say? Sure, not quite sure what a kilometer is, but I know that it's a distance. <laughs> it's an amount of distance that I probably am away from you. Agreed. Well, if it wasn't abundantly clear by now, Caroline and I are both gluten-free and therefore have this like very strong bond, but yet weak yeah. bond because we don't have the gluten to bond us together. But yes, strong. It's special. It's special. It's unique. Glad we're on the same page. 100%. 100% gluten free. If you're new here, this podcast is called Tangent Land. And the whole point of the podcast is to go on tangents. Uh, it's so <laughs> much fun. I could barely even finish that word. And what we do is we pull up a random word generator, we generate a random word, and then we use that word as inspiration for uh, what to talk about on this podcast. Uh, We can go on tangents, hypotheticals, you name it, we say it. Still working on the uh, tagline for this podcast, but I'm hoping that it comes up naturally. That one wasn't it, but hopefully it comes up at some point. Uh, A strong attempt. Yeah, it was a really good attempt. Uh, and I appreciate the honesty. So let's get into let's get into it. New word. Blink. Blink. I guess the first thing I thought of was staring contest. Oh, yes. I'm like a big eyes closed while laughing person. Oh, you are? Yeah, not by choice. It just it's, <laughs> it's just what my face says. Which it's it's frustrating because so many candid photos of me, my eyes are disclosed across the board, like eyes shut in so many photos. Can I go on a tangent from this tangent? Yeah, please tangent. 
Is that allowed? Mm. My dad has this incredible photo bombing story. When he was like in college, I think he went to Disney World and saw this group of people taking a photo and like popped in in the back and like made a big face and put his arms up. And like he, he it was like a, a, a drive by photo bomb. Like he walked in, happened to get in the picture and then just walked away. So they never saw him do it. And I kid you not, 10 years later, he was at some kind of work conference uh, or networking event. And I can't remember all the exact details, but basically someone introduced him to this woman and she was like, oh my God, like you look so familiar. How do I, like, have we met before? No. And then she realizes, oh, I know what it is. You're that guy. You're that guy that's in our photo at Disney World. No. And literally recognized him 10 years later. Isn't that crazy? That's a whole decade in terms of years. Yes. Like to distinctly remember what he looked like and the fact that he also remembered taking the photo. And I think they found out that they had mutual friends or mutual connections or, or something like that. I can't remember the exact story, but what a small world. I cannot believe that. Well, it's a small world after all. Wasn't that Disney? Yes, that's true. <laughs> they have that ride with like the little boat and the dolls and it's kind of creepy. Yeah. But that, I mean, that's full circle. I mean, that makes sense. It is a small world after all. Maybe that's the beauty of photobombing pictures. Like, I don't know. Maybe I've photobombed quite a few pictures, but it certainly hasn't been 10 years yet. So I have a lot of potential connections coming up, probably like within the next like four to five years of running into these right. people again. That's kind of exciting to think about. You photobomb a picture and you're like, well, I can't wait. Ten next 10 yeah. years for this all to come back around. I was thinking it'd be funny to do a staring contest but not stare at each other, like see who could stare at like an object longer. Just without looking at anything else? Staring contest at the lamp, like first one to blink at the lamp. So like there's not the pressure of looking at someone they can't make faces. So it's really a true staring contest. Do you uh, think there's a world record for this? For like the longest, longest amount of time staring? Oh, there has to be. I bet they're still staring. I don't know if you know this about me, Brendan, but you do technically have a world record holder on your podcast right now. No way. I, I could get into it, but only if you wanted only if you wanted me to. Yeah, let me ask my PR person. Hey, do you think that we could um Hey PR person, do you think that we could talk uh that Caroline could um talk about Yes. It yeah, kinda, my PR is cool me, with it. It, it kind of just looked like you were saying that to nobody. No, my PR person is on the other side of the room. Uh yeah, we're That's just, crazy. Like I didn't even hear them. I didn't hear them yeah, respond. They um they write on cue cards. So they wrote on mm. like cue cards. Yeah. Wow, sounds they good. wrote that sounds so good. fast. Thanks, PR person. And and that's what you call them, PR person. No name. Yeah, no, they prefer that. Wow. Yeah, you got a PR guy, PR person. So they say it's cool. So what was it? Perfect. Um, so there's this website called recordsetter.com. So when I was in high school, my friends and I, for an English project, we had to make a documentary and we, we just had to come up with some sort of premise, like an argument to prove. And ours was that anyone could set a world record. And we found this and we made it like a mockumentary style. And on that website, there are like technically world records. They're not Guinness records by any means. They're only validated by like videos that you put on the website. Um, but they're the craziest, most random, wacky records. And so we picked a bunch of ridiculous ones to try to beat. So that way everybody in the group project like broke a record for the documentary. We filmed the process. And mine was that I currently still hold is for most amount of times to say the word guacamole while swinging on a swing. 
No way. How many times was it? I want to say it was like two or three hundred something. I'll, if you Google my name, the thing comes up. I'll do Caroline Munsell guacamole. Yep. Okay. Found it. It's me on a swing. 308 times. Nobody has beat this. That was in 2015. What made you stop at 308? Were you just getting really tired from swinging? Or were you getting hungry? Or like, was there like a bodily function that you needed to take care of? Well, actually, my friend Sean was counting, like he had a counter on his phone that he was tapping. And I was just supposed to beat the old one, which was like 200 or something like that. Oh, someone, wait, someone already set this record and you broke the record? Yes, yes. I broke the record. And he was supposed to let me know once I hit like one above that record, but he just let me keep going. So I was just waiting for him to tell me to stop. And he waited until I had beat it by like a hundred or something times. So then I stopped thinking that I had only just beaten it, but really I had beaten it by quite a, quite a few guacamoles. That's really nice of him to, cause now like, I'm sure other people are yeah. out there like trying to beat your record, but they just can't get to 308. Yeah. Maybe it's a the coveted swing- title. The swing breaks, or maybe they had to go to soccer practice and they couldn't finish. Yeah, it. yeah. So that's kind of stuff comes up, and look at where this has gotten me. Right on this podcast. Yeah, it's doing big things for me. Yeah, the real reason that Caroline's on this podcast and how I found her was from her guacamole swinging world record, and we found a way to naturally fit it into the podcast. So now you know. It's it's a pretty big deal, you know. I'm getting calls all the time from. People like the White House saying, oh, Caroline, it's the White House. We just wanted to congratulate you again on still having that record. It's so badass of you. Um, People should be giving you more credit. You're so hot. I think you can actually create records on that website. Like you could just come up with something. Like one of the, some of the other ones that we broke were most starbursts stuck to face using own saliva where you like lick the starburst and stick it to your forehead and like all around your face. And another one was like most toothpicks stuck in a grape in 30 seconds. You could just change the the type of fruit and it'd be a new record. You could just be like most toothpicks <laughs> yeah. stuck in a watermelon. <laughs> yeah. It's a whole new record. Is there anything that you feel like you could break a record for? Like actually? Most gluten-free bagels. And wait, when you say that, does that just mean like you have the most or like you have eaten the most like what is most gluten-free bagels <laughs> just have the most <laughs> but is that have the most cumulatively in your lifetime or like at any given instance you will have the most gluten-free bagels i have the mo- i have all of them like how does one get to that point do you do you like is the scheme that you go and you buy up all the gluten-free bagels at every store so that way nobody else can buy them? Like, how do you arrive at this point? Yeah, I buy them all. They're all I have most of them. Wow. You have them on you right now? I'm already started. Wow. How, so how many would you I say you I can't move got? right now. I have them all around me. You're <laughs> sitting in bagels. I'm sitting in them right now. I can't move. Yeah. You guys can't see Brendan, but right now, he, both he and the PR person that I assume is in the corner are just sitting in a, a room filled with bagels. I can't believe I didn't even notice it until now. It's just... I moved them all out of the screen so you wouldn't see my bagels, but they're all around uh, me right now. Wow, wow, wow. And so like what flavor of bagels? Everything. Everything all, all as the in... flavors. So not just specifically the everything bagel, but all ba- bagels. Yeah, it was confusing because I actually did say a bagel flavor, but I meant all of the flavors. <laughs> everything, all of them. Hey, sometimes that happens. New word. 
Box. Box. Okay. This makes me think of when I was a kid, we moved from Florida to Louisiana and we had like a dining room where we put all of the boxes that we like of all of our stuff that had been packed to move. But we, it took us so long to like fully move into the house that for like over a year after we'd moved, that room like still had so many boxes in it. So we like, like my mom had like four little bitty kids all like almost one year apart. And so life was just crazy. And so we called that room box town as kids because it was like just if, like a little city of boxes and we would like play in it. And, and to this day, it's like, I had to retrain myself to call it the dining room because we always refer to that room as like box town. Like, oh, something is in box town. Like, let's go. We're going to have dinner in box town. Yes. <laughs> Which like, if you know how when you say something so many times, it starts to sound normal. But then when you actually think about it, you're like, wait, what? But Absolutely. like, it became so normal over time. And now if I told anybody else that that room is called box town, they'd be like, what? But to me in my head, it's like one word, box town. Box town. <laughs> it makes me think of like, you know how when there's a lot of something, like if there's a lot of ants on the sidewalk, mm-hmm. you'd turn to your friend and be like, oh, geez, Ant City. Look at you. Bagel City right now. Yeah, I'm in Bagel City. I love the concept of Ant City. Oh, my God. I mean, like ants do kind of live in little cities in their hills. I'm so confused about like how are they not suffocating in there? How is this not caving in? How are they? They ants are living in a pile. We call it an ant pile. You call it an That's ant so pile, funny. not an ant hill. Oh, do you call it an ant hill? Oh. Oh. I guess. Wait a. I didn't know this about you. Wait. I got. Wait. Are you being for real? Do you? <laughs> are you? Are you pulling my pulling me? No. No. Wait. You call them ant hills. I've always grown up calling it an ant pile. I guess it's just a pile of dirt, but a hill makes a lot more sense because an ant pile makes it sound like it's a pile of ants, <laughs> but it's referring to the dirt. That's really interesting. Yeah, when you when you go to a, when you get out of your bubble from where you live and you go to a new place, you realize mm-hmm. like people were saying when I went to college, they said I say room weird, like I say R U M for like Oh, you do. You do say room. Yeah. And other they were like you're supposed to say room. Right. And I was like, how long did it take you to say that? I cut that. I took a shortcut. <laughs> so you're just more efficient than the rest of us. World's shortest sayer of room. Mm. Room. Mm. Mm. Sounds like a car that maybe is having trouble. Yeah, a little mm. bit. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you could say anything quicker than that. Someone record me. PR person. You might want to get this. Wake It'd up. It'd be hard for him to wade out of all of those bagels. Wake up. He's sleeping. He's using one of the bagels as a pillow. Wake up. I'm setting a world record here in this room. (laughs) Yeah, right in this room right now. New word. Fill. I thought of filling up the gas tank. Okay. And there was like something that happened. I don't know. This is like last year. Carpooling with people. My friend thought it would be really funny if... So if you're carpooling with someone... Instead of them filling up their gas thing and spending the money, you would all show up with your own gas to put in the car. Right. And that was, yeah, that was it. That was the whole. One time I like 
I have been getting putting gas in my car for years, like a normal human. I've never had any particular problems, but like last year, randomly, for some reason, I just absentmindedly, when I went to take it out of my car, like out of the, and like close the gas cap thing, I like pushed the handle again and gas just started like shooting out and spraying everywhere. <laughs> I was so embarrassed and it got like stuck. So I couldn't get it to close and gas just kept pouring out. And I eventually like got it to shut off and I shoved it back in the thing. I just looked around and was like, uh, if I do something embarrassing, and somebody sees, I feel like I have to like then acknowledge it verbally and be like, oh, that was embarrassing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what else to do. I have to say something. I have to be like, oh, weird. It <laughs> always starts with OOP. Oh. Yes, it does. Oh, 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 that was awkward. Oh, I just gas went everywhere all over me. Oh, I guess I this one's messed up. Blame it on the inanimate object. Oh, who? Framed me. Somebody set this up. Somebody else did this. Oh, it is. Oh, it is. Is it my arch nemesis, Caroline? I really want to take the time to thank you for coming on this podcast called Tangent Land, hosted by Brendan Lorello. It was a lot of fun to have you on. We went on. I want to say it at least a bunch of tangents. I really enjoyed the time that we had on this podcast, and really enjoying. Really enjoyed it. And now this is kind of the outro where I talk about how much that I enjoyed the podcast. So Mm. kind of in the middle of doing that right now. Thank God you clarified because I had no idea what was happening. I was like, what is going on? Where is this going? What is happening? Brendan's really going off the rails. But now, since you explained to me exactly what you were doing while you were doing it, I feel really grounded and relieved. Yeah, I'm so glad to hear that because basically just the outro where I'm talking about how much that I'm thankful that you were on the podcast. The trajectory is clear. So now that we're done with that part of the outro about how I was so thankful that you came on the podcast, we can get into (laughs) the outro music, which I think I'm starting this back up again where we do outro music together. We make outro music together. And Caroline, for those who don't know, um, Caroline is musically inclined, where I am, I suppose I am musically declined. So it's really helpful to have that balance. Yeah. Well, what's crazy is that I actually write like my friend's podcast jingles. Like I do commissioned podcast jingles and I just wrote one last week. So it's funny that you're asking about this, but um, I guess this will all be acapella. Is that the idea? Yeah. Any sort of Pella is fine with me. Da 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 da